Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Amir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Welcome back to Glam Mirror. Before I get into my podcast with Drita Javanzo from Mob Wives, I want to talk to you about this recent discovery of mine, Fabletics. I work out all the time, and I have spent so much money on my activewear, and it's just getting to the point where it's ridiculous how much money it's costing. So Fabletics is actually top quality, stylish activewear for every woman. It's co-founded by Kate Hudson, and you guys know she's an actress, athlete, mother, and she looks phenomenal in all of these clothes on the commercials that you see on TV. And I bought some of the stuff, and it's really exactly like my favorite luxury brands, the same quality fabric at half the price. That is such a relief because I'm buying workout clothes all the time, and now I can get exclusive styles and outfits released every single month. I just went on to the website fabletics.com backslash glam mirror, and I took a quick fit quiz and I allowed it to get to know me, my activewear preferences, what do I like to do, do I run, do I do yoga, and then they recommended a complete, perfect outfit that suited my lifestyle perfectly. You could also shop by outfits or separates. You don't have to have them pick your outfit for you. Um, And guess what? Now they've actually announced the launch of their FL2, which is their companion men's brand. It features the same. If a lot of you guys out there are like a lot of my friends, you guys love to live in your activewear. New VIP members can go on fabletics.com backslash glam and get a complete outfit for just $25 with free shipping and exchanges. I really, really encourage you to try out Fabletics. I've been so impressed by them. And now let's welcome Drita to the podcast. Hi. Mob wives, mother, entrepreneur, author. Thank you. Welcome. That sounds good. <laughs> well, well, badass. We're going to get into that. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about. You've had one hell of a season. I've had a hell of six seasons. Yeah, six seasons. Rough. I was all right. I was watching the the end of last night's ep- the, the end of the episode, the the finale. The ending made me so sad. You and I both. I I I honestly didn't even watch the last two episodes because I just couldn't. I couldn't. I went through a very very difficult time when Ange passed. I still am going through it. Last night was the first time I watched the show since she passed. You know, I met Ange um, a couple times. I, I, I have to tell you that in my experience of, of her, she, I'm a doctor. She came to my office. She came as a patient, you know, just kind of, you know, chit-chatting, stuff like that. It was pouring rain outside. And she's like, how are you getting home, baby? And I'm like, I'm going to take the subway or I'm going to walk. No, no, we're driving you. So I thought this woman who was supposed to be my patient is more worried about me. Yeah. But that's that's exactly what Andrew was like. 
She's an angel. I, I kind of want to hold off on getting to big that. Big Angel, by the way, is a song that we just did, a new track. Did you hear it? I did. It's Johnny incredible. sent it to me yesterday. You're rapping on it. I yeah, love it. I had it. to jump on that track. Like, I've rapped forever, um, and then I did the track with French Montana, but I haven't been in the studio. I've been focusing on other things. And then when I heard JoJo Pellegrino and Anthony Acid came out with this amazing track, and it was with disco music, and that was Angela's she favorite music. Disco. Right. The beat everything was so catchy it made me cry I was like this is incredible I want in so I called them and I know them for a long time and I was like listen I have to jump on this track but when I got to the studio I was too emotional I couldn't do it I I tried I rapped I rapped I cried the whole time I had to come back another day and and be able to do it I I had to I had to to pay tribute to her I listened to it yesterday. Um, Johnny sent it to me, and it was so good. I did not. Thank first you. of all, you got a great voice for rap. I Thank know. You. I had no idea. Like, what don't you? Yeah, do? like method. <laughs> she raps. You know what? She I cooks. don't golf. I suck at golfing. <laughs> right, that's one thing you don't I, do. Yeah, the method band. Like m- my favorite rappers ever would say that to me. They're like, listen, I don't care if you're a mom. I don't care about anything. You need to go in the studio and you need to do a track. You have to. Like that, that's what's so great about him. Like these amazing people are telling me that. I love it. What's the name of the track for everyone? Big Angel. Big Angel. And I and I got it on SoundCloud. I listened to it last night on SoundCloud. Isn't it's, it's, it's just so You sad. know what? To hear a rap song and actually, I've heard it a million times and I cry all the time when I listen to it. But that's why it was so difficult to do. It's, it's personal. It's difficult for, for so me. many reasons because you guys, like you guys were really friends. But exactly. You guys like Ange were and I so were close. truly truly friends like we were very close everybody sees what they see on the show and they do see that I mean you can see we truly loved each other yeah and she knows me since I'm my daughter's age since I'm 16 years old and you know what and I remember my 35th birthday she was like my baby she still called me my baby like I was her baby to her but you know at the same time she loved the fire and and the yeah. fight in me well, and yeah she loved it and yeah. and you know what when we did the show it was tough being on mob wives because um the executive producer and creator is Renee's sister I know. and she's best friends with the rest of the cast that's why everyone's like why are you always on the outs and why you know this happened why you you don't want to be me Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on a show. It's difficult. You know, they'll like cast people to hate me. Yeah. Like it's it's terrible. But nobody, nobody could break the bond between Ange and I. We were so close off camera, but our relationship wasn't about that show. It was about Ange helped me cook this. My mother-in-law loves to eat it. Ange, you know, call me. Lee wants to go to this restaurant. Baba. We had a real friendship. And I think it really bothered her that always, I know it bothered her. Everybody was always gunning for me and making up stories. It bothered her. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's a job. And she had to go to work. You know, the thing I loved about her and the thing that um, I'm hearing with you is that the show didn't change you. Like Angela, beautiful woman, was on this show. She wasn't about that. Not at all. I mean, I can't even stress to you how humble and amazing she is. People on the streets would come up to me and go, you know, you and Angela are exactly the same. You're famous in like how many countries? 30 countries, the same people. I knew that Ange would never change. She was so humble. She would just go to work. She would go work and and bartend in a bar in Brooklyn on a Thursday night. She, yeah. you know, she just, she was a hustler too. A lot of people don't understand money maker. So that was what our focus was was making money, 
Yeah, it's really kind of cute because when she did come to my office, she's like, you need to get a hold of my ex-husband. He has a tattoo parlor. You could do some Botox there. And I'm like, you're trying to, I'm like, let's do this. She's like, I'm going to give him your number. You're awesome. Everything was making money. Yeah. She's because like, of Ange, I got my store. Yeah. And that was on camera and that was real as can be. And because and it was of, right by her, the drunken monkey, right across the street, yeah. we were like three's company. I love that. I love that. I need some sugar. I need some tequila. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? I don't drink, so like I never would be in the bar because uh-huh. I don't drink. I don't. Well, you're gonna go to a bar if you don't drink, but I'd go to hang out with her. Uh-huh. I just loved her so much, and um, and I, it's very very hard for me that she's not around. Like I always go to the phone and. I'm just like, I can't believe like when, you know, I can't text her or when I call know. her. It's it's sad. It's sad for, you know, when you experience a loss like that and you lose someone who is so much a part of your everyday life, it really is just going to take time. That's it. That's it. Um, but you know what is different when you're watching someone all over social media and not that I don't that's love the it, part I but have that's a little, hard. Yeah. I don't know if I can watch it because, you know, I, the little amount that I knew her, I met her several times and I have to tell you, like, I just loved her so much. And, and when I had heard what was happening with her as a doctor, I knew that it was very, going to be a very tough fight for her. Yes. But to see the, the last night's episode, I mean, see the finale and see what happens with her a year and then a year later and then how they, how different she looked. And it was just, I started crying watching it. it was just like watching yeah, a so friend. Yeah, so can you imagine how I no, feel? No, I can't. And I don't, I, I, I just have to I tell you that I, I hope that it gets better for you. Yeah. And, and, you know and her whole family. I just, you know, what was bothering me was I was going through such a hard time with other cast members and Ange was sick and I was really stressed over Ange being sick. When I found out she had stage four brain cancer, I was already crying every night. Mm-hmm. So when she had passed away, what no one knows is it was maybe 48 hours prior, my brother-in-law passed away oh. out of nowhere, heart oh. attack, 44 oh years God. old. Oh, my God. So I had two huge losses of two people I love, and they were so good to me. See, that's the thing. Andrew was so good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, people can't imagine what she's done for me mentally mm-hmm. as a friend. She was just, she was so good to me. And I, you know, I just, that's why I did the song, to give her a shout out. This is a beautiful song. And the thing that I thought was another sad thing, and we're going to, I kind of want to talk, like the ending, they recreated season one with all of you guys walking in your fur coats and I the know. song. And Ange would have been standing next to me and I she have, wasn't there. No, and it's, it was just so sad because I remember that season. I remember every time tuning into season one and watching you guys walk down <laughs> and thinking, these are some badass women that are yeah. here. They're going to empower us because you guys used to fight but then make up. And I'd like that because you'd get it this out. This time it wasn't yeah, like that. Yeah, you'd get it out. You'd maybe throw a couple punches and then you guys were okay. And this time it's like the three of them walking and then you're off to the side and then they leave you. And that was really heartbreaking because I'm thinking you lost your friends but they were never my friends but see I don't think the rest of us knew that you know well that's the thing that's what people don't know the only person that was my friend was Ange did it hurt you that you you don't talk to them anymore or is it like no it's a blessing is it so you're over I I have very very good people in my life positive friends for forever and they're so good and happy with their lives and you know what there's a big age, age bracket too like they're a lot older than me so growing up like you know when I'm 10 years old Carla's in a club at 20 so yeah. you can't grow up together right. Ange was a big age difference but we still were very remains close when Karen and Carla got fired from the show they disappeared 
like mm-hmm. me and Angela, like call it, don't even call us anymore. Mm-hmm. Some people look at it as a job, coworkers, it's different. And you know what, Renee too, I was never, I was friends with actually Renee's sister growing up. So they were not my friends because I don't fight, my friends don't talk about my family like that. Yeah. I mean, when people watch it and they say, oh, you're not friends with them anymore, what friends? Like so, what, do you know friends that do that? Because I don't. But they, no, I don't either. But you know, like, <laughs> but the other thing is like, you you were put out there as friends. Yes. And yes. then you and Karen. Well, you know what it is? We're yeah. connected. Yeah. We all know that's each other. And that's the difference. Right. Not friendship, mm-hmm. but we all have a connection. You all have a connection. And it's that connection that they use against you. Was there ever a, just Jen Graziano is the producer. That's got to be a conflict of interest. And their manager. And their manager. So like, just for example, a couple of, like, not even a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, I'm getting contacted by all this press. They're like, hello, where are you, Drita? They contacted me directly, not even through my PR. I'm like, what's going on? How come you're never available? They keep sending us uh, Renee. They send Renee and Carla or Karen. I go, I never said I wasn't available. So you think they were sabotaging No, I know I get sabotaged because they're telling me in black and white in an email, we're told you're unavailable. Can we see you? That's the only person we want right now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I wasn't even told about this. So you don't want to be me being on this show. That's why I'm so happy it's over. It is over. And, you know, it started having the separation, at least to the the fans, last season with Natalie G, right? Yes. Look what happened to her. I know. You, you know what? If you're a new cast member on Mob Wives, you come on. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to Renee, her sister, Karen, and do as they say. So what they're telling you to do is out Drita. We don't want to talk to Drita. Drita's the fan favorite. We don't like it. Change it. Make people not like her. Then the poor girl's like, but I do like her. And right. guess what? She don't have a job next year. Yeah. Same story for Brittany. Same story for Alicia. They all three of them have the same story. And I told them, you're going to come on this show and like me. I said, ask Ange, if you like me, you're not going to have a job next year. Right. You have to listen to them. But they stuck up for themselves. That's why I like them. And it's it's just been so obvious because like that last season was you and Ange. Like no matter what you would hear about Natalie, you were like, I still don't know. I still don't know. And then you were talked about as like you're disloyal, you know. Right. What, what does that mean? Is it loyalty if you're loyal to something that's morally wrong? I don't get it. it well, th- how do you think I, I feel? I hate that word, actually, because I think people use it to their benefit, and it doesn't actually mean what they think it means. No, it, it's not. They don't even know what it means. You know yeah. what loyalty is? What Ange and I. Yeah. Ange and I was loyalty. They, they, There's scenes you didn't see, but they would tell Ange, don't talk to Drita anymore. She talks bad about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Andrew would roll her eyes at them like, oh, God, like, get over it. Get over yourselves. And, and I love my Drita. Drita loves me and leave it leave it alone. She was bigger and, than that. Well, she, she yeah. Was. And yeah. she also sees people for who they are. So when Andrew and I would talk, we thought it was pretty like we would laugh at that. Put it that way. Then they would make the do vice versa. So their creation, they, their whole thing is. Don't like, like Karen. She would say to me, why do you like Carla? Carla's a racist. Carla's a racist. And Carla I wouldn't slept ha- with your, someone's husband. Right. Yeah. Carla sleeps with married men and she's racist. Don't like her. Now, let's just say I thought Karen told the truth. I know Karen's a liar. So I didn't take that seriously. But let's say I did. And I turned around and I said, you know what, Carla? I, you know, I don't want nothing to do with you mm-hmm. because I don't like racist people, which I don't. So let's say I listened to Karen and she was telling the truth. Now I blink my eye and they're hanging out and they're best friends. What does that show you? That shows you 
Karen lies to benefit herself. And I feel the whole cast are just opportunists. They see if we bond together, you know, this will be good because we can just out read her, make up stories and make her look like the bad guy. But anyone that has intelligence and watches the show has got to like you. You're smart. I feel like they didn't show the whole fight. They just show you of getting mad. They, didn't. they show you getting mad. And the problem with me is there's a disconnect between the subject and your reaction. Like, what happened to get you that mad? Exactly. Yeah. You see, because you're smart, yeah. like I said. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be that mad. That mad, that heated. I was so heated because what was happening was so much stuff was happening outside the show where they were like... Um, all right, we want to do Mob Wives and try to do a seventh season without Drita. We got to out her. We got to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. This is like the mentality. Karen, on the show, off the show, was constantly running her mouth to make me nuts. But then she'll go on the show like, I'm too classy. Like they would do, they would flip it. Like off the show on Twitter, she would say horrendous, classless, trashy things nonstop to make me crazy. And then she'd go on the show and be like, I don't understand why she just can't talk. Well, she kind of makes me look nuts. Yeah, they make you look like you have a temper and you can't control it. Right. Yeah. But but you know what? You could be and anybody. it comes out of nowhere. And then what right. they're saying is they well we've risen we've risen past it. We've forgiven. That's each hysterical other. to me. And because just six point. months ago, Karen was attacking Natalie when Natalie beat Karen up. I mean, Karen, you know, yeah. What are you talking about? All of a sudden, you don't fight, but you're on Twitter nonstop bashing me. Discuss and making up stories about my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? My poor husband. I mean, this is a girl from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like, God damn it. Imagine it. a guy you were dating <laughs> so, 20 years ago was talking about no, you right now, no, you like, know, and making up it. stories about you. So I feel sorry for him, too, because he don't talk about it. He don't think about it. We don't. And you know what? She does. She just doesn't stop. And then they all do the same thing. Callers on Twitter. They all nonstop to make me nuts. And then they film me flip out. And then they all want to make believe that they, you know, they move forward. We move past it. There's no conversation in the dialogues. It, it, they make it seem like they stop it's edited, at the table terrible. and then you get mad. That's, That's all what they I'm show. saying. They show, they show them sitting and you getting angry. And you, I'm like, something's happened. Of course. I'm not going to just flip out for no reason. If yeah. you did watch the show for six years, the only sensitive subject to me is my family. Yeah. L- leave it alone. And I, I hate but hypocrites. But that's the same with all of them. You imagine you started talking. But is I, it? I, but is it? Well, They I can, preach, don't speak family. But if you started talking about one of their family members. Forget that about happen, it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. They don't. They're hypocrites. I can't stand it. So all three of them. You know what? The best bet was for me to just. Bow down to them. This is how they look at it. Mm -hmm. Bow down to them. Roll with their crew. And we're all happy. I don't have a fake bone in my body. I cannot sit and break bread with you knowing that you're a liar. You make up stories about my family and laugh about it. That's not funny to me. So your reaction that they show is basically after a breaking point. They make it seem like it's straight from the get-go. Yeah. They make it seem like you come to the table with the temper like that. Forget about it. No, that was like, a, and you know what's funny? And people I've worked with would say this. They're like, you know what's funny? People think you just flip out. They don't understand it's six months in the making. Mm-hmm. Like six months of driving me crazy. And then I get to that point. And you're not going to see that. pushing your buttons. I mean, I from just every angle. that every single time I'm watching it, it's just like, how can it go from sitting down at a table to you getting that? Nobody gets that mad for no, no. reason. Like, there's not even a, a, a reason behind it. No. Um, so when you sat down with them at that little reunion, that before the reunion, and you were like... Karen was texting me, oh, you want to meet up and yeah. fight? Yeah. 
And but you didn't say anything. They all decided you all decided you were just going to get there and like be friends and get over it. And you kind of just was like whatever at the reunion. Yeah, not well, the, be, be not, f- not, the le- the yeah. one coming up. Yeah, the one coming when up. you see me run into attack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what people <laughs> don't understand is that she was texting me. Oh, if you want to meet up, we'll get this over with. She said that to me. Ah. And I said, yay. This is like a dream come true. Right. I was like, give me a time and place. I never heard from her again. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's push antagonizing me, pushing my buttons to fight, fight, fight. Then I come in to fight like you asked. And then you're going to turn around and be like, she's crazy. I don't know why she has a bad temper. And that can make you more crazy. Yeah, it can. Because you're pissed. Because you're like, you just you did this and no one knows. Yeah. And you know what? They got fired when Karen and... Uh, Carla got fired they were very bitter mm-hmm. I was back on the show and I feel like the egos were hurt the show did better when they weren't on it our ratings skyrocketed but they're taking it out on me don't take it out on me it's not my fault and then when they came back they were on this crazy I hate Drita yeah that came out of nowhere that first episode of this season where love comes out of nowhere and starts saying that you said does that, that look real to you no, I mean be, it, be on real. any level it doesn't I just thought why it was so authentic I mean certain certain seasons were a little bit more than others but I'm like this chick is gonna come out of nowhere and accuse you of that like how much money did she get paid to say that wait this gets even better do you know what what happened Karen and Natalie they uh they hung out um and they supposedly made up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Karen told Natalie? What? Oh, I just want to tell you that the only reason why I pulled your hair is because Drita told me to. Oh, God. But that's my point. Yeah. Really, man? Yeah. Oh, oh, so Natalie ripping your father, your family, and destroying you all season had nothing to do with you attacking her. It was my fault. When the weather's bad, it's my fault. Yeah. Are you like so happy it's over with? You have no idea. You're done. You're over it. I'm hosting. I'm like auditioning for hosting. This is what I really want to do. Like um, I would love to stay with VH1. The network's been very good to me. I I love, you know, I have a lot of people there I love. They were very good to me. But um, my book hasn't even, you know, come out yet. And people interested in a scripted series, which is cool. That would be cool. You need your own thing, I think. I have to do my own thing. I need positive people around me. You can't have your story be told by other people I can't not with honestly you. if it's the scripted series happens I want to narrate it yeah which would be awesome. kind of like the Goodfellas movie. Yeah. and your voice and your attitude would be perfect you need <laughs> to keep that because there's always something real like even with straight out of Compton I know that the son's playing ice cube but he still lacks that teeny bit of rawness that ice cube had because ice cube was from Compton. that's right yeah yeah so you know great what? Movie. I, I have movie, a lot but... of great things yeah. that I have lined up that I honestly wanted to do but I was stuck in a contract because if it was my decision I wouldn't have stayed on the show so what's next for you like you got a lot coming up I have a lot coming up I'm focusing on right now the book and working on you know having the scripted series and hosting mm-hmm. that's my two things that are my main focus and the reunion, talk about like uh, the reunion. Done. You know what? It's I'm, I probably don't it. even want to watch it because it's going to be edited, not in my favor, mm-hmm. and it's it's frustrating for me. Nobody can understand what it's like for me. I think that if I could explain it in a nutshell, you were basically all the sound bites that they could use to make you look crazy. They used without 100%. telling the story. I could be the nicest person on earth Wait. for twenty four hours, and the one second I'm angry, they'll use that over and over. Well, I'm glad you were here to kind of clear the air a Thank little you. bit because I, I would love to hear. I, I It's my question because I'm like, what is happening to get her this piss? It I doesn't know. make sense. I know. And everyone, she's lovely. She's amazing. She's thank so you. sweet and she's beautiful. So thank, thank you. you for coming. Thank you for having me. You and you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
All right, guys, thanks for joining us at Glamier. That was Tune in awesome. next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 